Life, purpose, truth. Every day we ask ourselves the meaning of these words. To a lot, they are separate, but in reality they are one and the same. In this journey of life, we are in search of purpose and truth, but all we really need is Christ, who is the way, the truth, and the life. My name is Gabriela Undweche. Welcome to Truth. Welcome to Emmet. Hello, beautiful people. How are you doing? How are you guys doing? How have you guys been? I hope your week has been going well. Hope you all have been well. Um, we are slowly counting down to the end of 2023. I'm super excited about it. Honestly, I can't wait for 2024 because I know 2024 is going to be a great year for everybody. Honestly, I'm praying for 2024 to be a great year, honestly. Um, sorry if I sound um, off. I'm still under the weather, but I'm much better now. But yeah, you guys won't believe it. I actually recorded this and posted this on Thursday night. But... When I listened to it, the sound was so off. I was like, this cannot be me. I did not record that trash I am listening to. Like, the message was intact, but, like, the sound was so off. I was like, this has never happened before, ever. I've not had sound issues, like... Not if I have some fancy setup or anything, it's just my phone and the mic that I'm using. So, why is the honestly? I was so upset, so I had to stay up and re record. And it was a spontaneous episode, it wasn't something I planned. So, yeah, it may not be as um, lengthy as. The first one I could even be more lengthy because this episode was not something I planned for it to be long. I think beginning of season two I've been having long episodes, forty minutes, one hour. You know, I don't even know if you guys like it. I've never, I've not asked if you guys enjoy long episodes or if you want me to reduce my. If you guys want me to reduce um my time oh well please let me know send me an email message me on instagram i really love to hear from you look at your feedback and stuff like that but yeah um i'll just go straight into the episode because like i said i've recorded this before and i'm re-recording again um yeah so Today's topic is sincerity over spirituality and if you are listening to my previous episode, excuse me, you have probably heard me um, 
talk about it before, like maybe heard me mention it in my previous episode. One of the um, points I gave for coming out of a state of sea finish is um, sincerity. Being sincere with God about the way you feel and stuff like that. So, um, on that base, I was led to kind of like talk about sincerity a bit. Not like talk about sincerity, but like give an example of what sincerity is. To me, sincerity is vulnerability. And in as a believer, as a believer, um, it is very, very important that we are vulnerable, not just to our fellow brothers and sisters in Christ, but to God, most importantly. Sincerity is vulnerability to God in this context. And so, I said, okay, talking about sincerity, I don't even plan on talking about it much because I was going to read from the scriptures, from the Bible, and I wanted to focus on a particular um, chapter of the Bible, Psalms, Psalms 51. And if you are familiar with that, you will know that um, chapter was um, a prayer for forgiveness. It was written by um, King Moses after um, Prophet Nathan had spoken to him about his adultery with Bathsheba. You know, and <clears throat> a little backstory before I read the chapter because I'll be reading Psalm 51, verses 1 to 17. And just kind of talk about some little, little things there. But like a little backstory, we know how David became king, was a shepherd boy. And then, sorry, God sends Samuel, Prophet Samuel, to anoint David as the new next king of Israel because Saul had, you know, disobeyed God's instructions. And um, we see David killing Goliath and then Saul gets jealous and, you know, the whole cat and rat chase. Saul was trying to kill David. David had chances to kill Saul, but he said that he would not touch the anointed of God because, I mean, Saul is in God's hands. If God wanted Saul dead, he would handle it himself, you know. So, yeah, we saw that. And then David finally became king. And there was so much peace in the land. Baba was idle. He saw a fine woman. And he took her. She got pregnant and... He found that she was married. She got pregnant. And, you know, Baba tried to make, to pin the pregnancy on the husband, Uriah. But my guy was so devoted to his king that he wouldn't even sleep with his wife because his fellow soldiers are in field. (laughs) Guy was so devoted. 
unfortunately for my guy, he ended up being killed. You know, David sends him to the front line of the battle, and he was killed. And then he marries Bathsheba. So yeah, that's like the backstory of where we are coming to to do some some something to one. So um, before I read it, it is important for us to know to, to note that um, David, King David, wasn't considered the man after God's own heart just because he was uh, honest. It, it went beyond honesty. It went beyond um, repenting. You know. He was sincere. He was he was humble. That was something God saw in David that Saul did not have. David was humble to a fault. You know, he didn't have pride. He was able to always look past himself and just be free with God, be vulnerable with God. We can see that um, clearly when um, the Ark of Covenant was returned back to the kingdom and David was dancing that he even took off his clothes. You know, that was how vulnerable he was, or he is. I don't want to use the past tense because King David is still alive. He's just asleep. If we believers do not say someone died, no, it's the person has gone to be with the Lord, the person has slept. Because at the second coming of Christ, we will all be awoken. Understand. So yeah, so King David was vulnerable. He is vulnerable. He is humble to a fault, you know. And this particular psalm was actually something a friend of mine drew to my attention some years ago. But like this month, I have just been drawn to it so much because. I have been um, rebellious. Let me put it that way. I have been rebellious. And this psalm has just been what has been humbling me, reminding me of my place, reminding me of who God is, reminding me of who I am and where I'm coming from, basically. It's a very... um, To some people... It's probably just a psalm. It's just, you know, something you can pray when you commit sin. But to me, it's more than that. You know, it's me surrendering to God. Me acknowledging Him as God. You know, acknowledging my sins and actually repenting. Repentance is turning away from something. You can feel remorse, but you will not be repentant. Do you understand? That was the issue with Saul. Saul felt remorse. He felt bad for sinning against God, but he was not repentant. He 
He didn't change. He didn't turn from the sin. Take it. But David, on the other hand, when he was when he was um, cautioned, excuse me, when he was cautioned, he turned back from his sins. He repented. He repented. You know, that's the difference. And God expects us to be repentant, not just feel bad, but repentant to turn from it. And that's where sincerity comes from because if you are unable to acknowledge that you have done something wrong, there is no way you'll be able to repent if you are so proud to say you have made a mistake, so proud to go before God and cry and ask for help over something, then you are not you're not repentant, you're not sincere. And it's very easy for us to let pride take over us because we are in the flesh. Every human being has pride. It is you choosing to die daily to your flesh that you will no longer be a proud man, but rather a humble man. Humility is not by saying, I am humble. When you open your mouth and say you're humble, you're proud. Honestly, 80% of the time when somebody opens their mouth and says, Oh, I'm a very humble person, bro, you're proud. If God should open your heart, you will see how proud you will, you will be shocked that your pride has shoulder pads. So, yeah, it's. Let me just let me just read it because I feel like I'm talking too much already. Let me just read it so that I can pick one or two things from the passage and talk about it before I disappear from here. Psalms fifty one. If you have your Bible, you should have your Bible. I know we have not been reading a lot of Bible in this podcast, but by the special grace of God for the end of this year we will be diving into more bible stories the lord has been wiping my head with heavenly orimo cord i don't know which one but he has been wiping my head about you know involving scriptures into my episodes not just you know saying them at the top of my head but like opening it and diving into it having a proper Bible study session, you know, in each episode. I mean, for crying out loud, this podcast is called Emmet Truth, which is the Word of God, which is Christ, you know. So, yeah, we will be doing a lot of Bible reading coming episodes. I've been promising a lot of things. I promised about a guest, and now I'm promising about reading the Bible more. <laughs> it will shock you. When I start doing these things, you'll be like, oh, she actually said she was going to do this. So just be getting ready. Be getting ready because every soon, it will not be business as, as usual. You would be coming to listen to each episode with a pen and a book and your Bibles. I kid you not. But let's dive into the passage. Okay. 
be merciful to me, O God, because of your constant love. Because of your great mercy, wipe away my sins. Wash away all my evil and make me clean from my sin. By the way, I am reading the Good News Bible because this is what I have with me right now. I can't use my phone. Verse 3. I recognize my faults. I am always conscious of my sins. I have sinned against you, only against you, and done what you consider evil. So you are right in judging me. You are justified in condemning me. I have been evil from the day I was born. From the time I was conceived, I have been sinful. Sincerity and truth are what you require. Fill my mind with your wisdom. Remove my sin and I will be clean. Wash me and I will be whiter than snow. Let me hear the sounds of joy and gladness. And though you have crushed me and broken me, I will be happy once again. Close your eyes to my sins and wipe out all my evil. Create a pure heart in me, O God, and put a new and loyal spirit in me. Do not banish me from your presence. Do not take your Holy Spirit away from me. Give me again the joy that comes from your salvation and make me willing to obey you. Then I will teach sinners your commands and they will turn back to you. Spare my life, O God, and save me. And I will gladly proclaim your righteousness. Help me to speak, Lord, and I will praise you. You do not want sacrifices or I would offer them. You are not pleased with burnt offerings. My sacrifice is a humble spirit, O God. You will not reject a humble and repentant heart. Honestly, whenever I read this thing, it just makes me... um, think about my life in general like it just it's a reality check basically it's a reality check it makes me ask myself certain questions you know have I been truly repentant about a sin I have committed have I been honest with God you know because Reading this, you would see um, King David not just confessing his sins, but being willing to receive help, asking for help, wanting to have help, wanting to get help, you know. And verse, I think verse um, 11, do not banish me from your presence, do not take your Holy Spirit away from me. Whenever I get to that particular verse, I always get scared, you know. I'm like, what if I've committed a sin that God has finally washed his hands off my case? You know, what if he has finally, you know, banished me from his presence? I don't know if any other person thinks about that, but sometimes I'm like, 
is what you need to. You need to wake up and stop being stupid. You need to wake up and stop being stupid. I can't be like that with myself most of the time. Because I'm like, if God has done so much for me, why do I keep messing up? Why do I keep on flirting with sin? You know? I always get scared of God leaving me. It frightens me to know that I could do something and he would just leave me, you know. Even though he has said he won't leave me, but then are we to remain in sin that grace may abide? Abound, sorry. You know, I can't keep misusing the grace of God. I don't know if that makes sense. And I always ask myself that question. Do I... Should I keep on misusing the grace of God like this? How long, how long can I continue this way? How long, how long will I continue to struggle with this sin? When will I finally allow God help me? Because the truth is, the reason why most believers struggle with certain sin is because they have not been sincere. They have not been humble enough to receive help. They have not asked for help. You know... It's it's crazy. It's crazy and it's a lot. It's a lot. It's a lot. But if there's anything I know about God is that He is faithful, He is loving, He is kind, He is patient, He is everything that we are not. And he has already said that we should ask and we will receive. When we ask for forgiveness, he does forgive us as long as we are forgiving those who have sinned against us. It's a two-way thing. You can't ask for forgiveness when you have not forgiven those who have asked you for forgiveness. So if you're harboring unforgiveness, just know that God has not forgiven you. That's just, you know, I have to put that out there just in case you did not know before. Clearly stated in the Lord's Prayer, forgive us our sins as we forgive those who have sinned against us. It's it's boldly written there, you know, so just in case you're vexing for somebody and you have vowed that you will never forgive the person, just know that that lie, that white lie that you lied, God has not forgiven you for it, even though you're asking for forgiveness. So let me just see it. So let me just see it. Sorry. I know this is blocked, guy. I don't know if it's only me that is suffering from this hamatan. But Edo State, like, it's like we're in the UK. The cold, the hamatan, it's not funny. It's not funny at all. So stay hydrated, guys. Stay warm, too important so that you don't catch a cold take that advice it's not by binding and casting sometimes you need to be you know you need to use wisdom to do some things wear warm clothes warm clothes I'm emphasizing on it stay hydrated too so that you won't have like a cracked voice or sore throat and get a lip balm those are your essentials 
And please, those of you that don't like to apply Vaseline on your body or rub cream, please get Vaseline or a body oil. Your ordinary cream will not do it. So that you will not be looking like, I don't even know what to use to explain it. But yeah, essentials for this Hamatan. Get a water bottle if you don't have one so you can always stay hydrated. Wear warm clothes. You don't need to wear a cardigan or everything, but like something warm to avoid, you know, catching a cold. Um, Get a lip balm. Get a lip balm. I know I'm saying it. Get a lip balm and um, get a body oil or Vaseline. Those are your four essentials for Hamatan. I've put that aside. So back to um, King David and his beautiful prayer. So yeah, um, we need to... Um, I've lost my train of thought, so my God. What was I saying for Holy Spirit? What was I saying? Um, let me just keep talking here. So we need to... Um, choose sincerity every day of our lives we need to go to God the way we are and allow him to change us so that when we are coming out of his presence people will know that we have met with our God you know and yeah God's faithfulness if you if you are familiar with the story after David had, you know, married Bathsheba and Prophet Nathan met him. He said this prayer. He repented. God already told him that you know, the picking where your wife go born go die. He knew, and he knew that he already knew that he was going to pay for the consequences of his sin. His family was turned upside down. He was supposed to die because he who kills by the sword dies by the sword, you know. But God was merciful. God was merciful, not because David was better than any other person, but because David did something that a lot of people don't do, and that is being sincere. He says that... um. In verse 16 to 17, you do not want sacrifices or I would offer them. You are not pleased with burnt offerings. My sacrifice is a humble spirit, O God. You will not reject a humble and repentant heart. I think KJV says, KJV says, um, my sacrifice is um, a broken spirit and a contrite heart, basically. That's me paraphrasing what it says in KJV or New King James. I don't know which of it, but like that's kind of the popular version everybody knows. A broken spirit and a contrite heart. That is a humble spirit and a repentant heart. <clears throat> so David had that. That was why God showed him mercy. Even when he should have been killed by his son. You know. So yeah, it's honestly, I believe every believer should always 
pray Psalm 51, 1 to 17. I feel like it is essential. Like everything, you can pray everything. Because it's already personalized. I mean, it's not like David said, I, King David, no. He was saying, I, me, you know. So when you're reading it, it's like you're talking about yourself. You're reading about yourself. You're praying about yourself, you know. It's already personalized. And it's a very beautiful, beautiful um, passage. I wish I could go one by one at each verse because there's a lot to say. There's a, there's a lot to say, honestly. It says in verse 4, I have sinned against you, only you, and done what you consider evil. So you are right in judging me. You are justified in condemning me. How many people would go to God and say, God, I know that I deserve to die right now for what I have done. No, we carry our bad character and come to God and try to, you know, bamboozle him and try to, you know, I don't know, like, calm down. (laughs) The person you're going to meet knows you more than you know yourself, so calm down. You can't lie. You cannot just lie to God. You cannot fake tears and emotionally blackmail him. He knows when you are truly sincere and when you are being a fraud. He can tell. Right from when you decide, okay, it's time for me to go to God to talk to him about this thing. He knows who is coming to him sincerely. The issue that um, we Africans have, because I'm an African, I'm a Nigerian girl, so I'm going to talk about Africans. I don't know how the white people do that thing, but Africans, we are very um, spiritual. Everything has a spiritual um, backing, a spiritual consequence. You know, in Benin Kingdom, you can't throw money on somebody's body, it's a taboo. I did that to somebody. I didn't. I didn't even intentionally throw the money on the girl's body. When the boss and she was pressing her phone and she refused to take the money from my hand, so I dropped it on her lap. And the mother who was sitting in the first row was like, "You don't do that." She was speaking Benin and literally cursing at me. In my mind, I was anything you talk back to send that because I did not do this thing out of spite. <laughs> you know. We are very spiritual. We are very spiritual. Oh, somebody's sitting on the floor. Don't cross the person's leg. Don't use broom to soak. We are very, very spiritual, you know. And we are very um, hypocritical. We are so zealous in front of everybody, you know. You go to church and everybody calls you Papa or Mama and they lie down on the floor to greet you. They carry your Bible. When they see you, you know, when you're on the pulpit, people are falling and stuff like that. But back home, you're a tyrant. In your secret place, God does not know you. All he sees is some proud person, someone that is so proud, so full of himself, 
That is all God sees, but everybody calls you her. Huh? Oh, that woman is so humble. Oh, that man is so humble. Oh, my goodness. We fake humility everywhere we go to, but only God knows who is truly humble. This episode is like a reality check, you know. Are you truly sincere in your work with God? Are you as humble as you think you are? Sometimes, not sometimes, most of the time, God is not looking for who will manifest gifts the most. Yes, there's nothing wrong with speaking in tongues. There's nothing wrong with raising the dead. There's nothing wrong with healing the sick. Nothing wrong with casting out demons. All of these things are important for the kingdom advancement. But what will matter the most is how you represent Christ. It is how much it is. It is how it is how much fruits you are able to display. I found out recently that it is not fruits of the spirit, but fruits that one. You know, all of them are just one. Hey, I found that I found out about that recently. So instead of fruits of the spirit, is fruits of the spirit is called fruits of the spirit. Singular, not plural. Plural, ah, English. So yeah, um, God is more concerned about the fruit of the spirit you are exhibiting are you patient are you kind are you loving you know all of those things it matters to him the most so if you are a person and you're a believer and you do not speak in tongues, you do not raise the dead, you do not see visions or dream dreams or any of those things. But you are sincere, you are kind, you are patient, you love your neighbor as yourself, you are obedient to this to the leading of the Holy Spirit. And all you do on this earth it's just to exhibit the fruits of the Spirit. You will die and God will look at you and tell you, Well done, my faithful or your servant. That is, that is that honestly, honestly. I don't know how extra explain it because time is going and I didn't plan to stay for this long. But sincerity is more important than spirituality. Don't let anybody deceive you that praying for 25 hours. <laughs> There's nothing wrong with praying for a very long time. There's nothing wrong with it as long as you're getting substance. Not that you're shouting and disturbing everybody. You know, you pray and you should not be the same way you went in. When you're coming out, you should be different. Your countenance has to be altered. That way we will know that you have met with the Lord. Not that you go and be shouting and be making noise. That Those are two different things. Okay? 
There's nothing wrong with praying long, but how sincere are you? When you commit sin, what is your heart posture? You know, what is your heart posture? The more I I can't I can't remember how the person said it, but she was like um. The more scared you are of the sin, it's enough. Like, you should, when you, I'm trying to remember how she put it, that um, you should watch the way your mood is when you commit a sin. The more, um, see, the more scared you are, or the more shaken you are about what you just did, is enough reason like it would be enough to make you stay away from the sin I, know, I can't remember how she put it but it made so much sense you know if your mood your heart push after you've committed a sin is very you know mundane and you know very neutral you don't you're not fizzled there's a problem and you need to run to God to fix your heart you should not be comfortable committing sin at all you know, if ever you are comfortable and then you get called out, how is your how is your heart condition? David, I don't think David was comfortable after he, called, he killed that man. But when he got called out, you you can tell from the way he reacted. He rented like he tore his clothes and he wept. Bro went into fasting. You know, so sincerity, guys, sincerity is important. If there is nothing you would do on this earth for God, but be sincere about everything, I think you have done enough. Honestly, you have done enough. In my opinion, in my opinion, I believe you have done enough by just being sincere. By just being sincere in everything that you do. In working with God, in in ministry, whatever God calls you to do, be sincere. Do not do it out of a place of zeal or pride. And when you notice the pride, run back and tell him, look, I'm seeing a little pride here and there. Help me fix it. I, I don't want to lose focus. It's you that I'm focusing on. You're my sight. You're my gaze. You're my end goal. Not the glory that comes from what you have given me. That should be our heart posture. And sincerity is not something that happens overnight. You have to pursue it aggressively. You go to God with your messy mind, your messy heart, and you drop it at His feet. Tell Him how you feel. He already knows, but He is giving you the opportunity to tell Him how you feel. That is what He loves. That is what God loved about King David. So be like King David, this remaining 
um, days of the year and in 2024 choose to be sincere in everything that you do and I pray that um, the Lord helps you to he helps you honestly to genuinely pursue him to genuinely seek his face and to seek his heart in everything that you do I pray that you do not become accustomed with the activities. You do not just get used to activities that you forget what it feels like to pursue the heart of God, to be sincere, to be broken before Him, to go to Him, to let Him crush you and remove you the right way the way you ought to be I pray that you do not run away from that season of molding as painful as it may be I pray that you do not run away from that season of molding In Jesus' name, amen. Amen and amen and amen. I apologize. Jeez, I was not expecting to talk for this long. But it is what it is. It is what it is. Have a great weekend, guys. See you on Monday. Yeah. I promised two episodes to the end of this year every week so expect a new episode on monday take care guys bye wow what an episode i hope you enjoyed it as much as i did if you did please share your thoughts with us on our email emmetpod at gmail.com that is emmetpod at gmail.com do not forget to subscribe if you haven't Share with your friends and family and please rate the podcast. Have an amazing weekend. See you next Thursday. Bye.